0: From the crossroads of America in the Hoosier state of Indiana, this is Get In, the podcast focused on the unfolding stories and extraordinary innovation happening right now in the heartland i'm nate spangle head of community at powder keg and i will be one of your hosts for today's conversation i'm joined in studio by co-host birthday boy christopher tof day ceo elevate ventures and matt hunkler ceo at powder (laughs) keg
1: on on the
0: show today we are going to be covering a few topics that the community has asked for a deep dive on you forget thinking about what can go wrong
2: it's like, like, I think you should always be, well, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't, but at least I, I always think about what, what can go wrong and kind of trying to think three steps ahead.
0: Those include failure, building relationships and community, and how to capitalize on momentum.
2: Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tate, for having me. Oh, that's Very wonderful to be great here. Great NPR voice there. I would just like to say thank you for the shout on the birthday. I, I turned 39 today. It's 39 amazing. years
0: yeah. young, baby. Love that's, it. That's, that's my number that I'm
2: sticking to it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: I love it, Toph. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, gentlemen, today we're going to do a deep dive into a couple topics. Uh, I've got some feedback from the community that we've hit on a few of them, but they want to dive deep. They want to learn a little bit more inside the uh, entrepreneurial minds of both of you. So, we're going to start with a super easy question, like very light, just to get it rolling. So,
2: Toph, tell us the story of your biggest failure. Um, Well, I have a lot of failures, and my biggest failure, I'll tell you the first biggest failure that I experienced that I thought literally might be the end of my uh, entrepreneurial career that at that point in time in that company was about two weeks. Um, So, we started a broadband company, and I really didn't know anything about broadband. I knew I could Get contracts to install broadband systems, and we hired these people who were, you know, smarter than I was to to actually build these systems. But I had misquoted our first three projects, and out of the gate, learned like within like thirty days that we were already one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in the red because I had messed up the the estimates, left some things out. Mm, um, that kind of seems like the painting story you told us. <laughs> from yeah, the yeah, it went from thirty five hundred dollar mistake to a hundred and twenty thousand dollar mistake, and uh, and immediately went to our investors. I'm like, I, I made a big mistake here. And I'm like, well,
0: gotta work through it. Tell me about that conversation, right? Cause I feel like that's something that, I mean, people face and they have like that anxiety around, oh my gosh, I have to own up and, and talk about this mistake to
2: investors, to members on your team. How did you navigate that conversation? Um, grin and bear it. Like, like literally like the night when I realized it had happened and I knew I was going to be talking to them the next day that night, I literally stood in front of a mirror and, and rehearsed how I was going to deliver that bad news. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I noticed that I think throughout life, there are a lot of people. So the, let's, let's say that word's called conflict. Um, I don't view these things as conflict, right? It's just moments of honesty, transparency, just being real, being human. And, and I I've noticed over the years that there are a number of people that will kick things down the, you know, kick cans down the road or try to sweep things under the carpet. You know, those phrases, it never gets better. Never. And so like, you just deal with it up front and you just be factual like that little phrase I've mentioned before, like I was taught to manage by fact right out of college. You manage by fact, you just be forthright. And this is what happened. And this is what I'm going to do about it. And what do you want to talk about?
0: Right? I, I think that's a, that's a great perspective. And I do think there is that like time it's like, Oh, I'll just give this some time to think about the perfect thing to say, but
1: I, it's not there gonna is get no anybody. perfect thing. I think that's a great framework though, for delivering bad news. Yeah. It'd just be upfront about it. Don't yeah. bury the lead. Don't beat around the bush. Yeah. Here's what happened here's why yeah. it happened. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to make sure it's not going to it, happen. Again. And in
2: fact, in every board meeting I've had in every company, I've always led with the bad news. Yeah. Right. Here, here's mm-hmm. what went wrong. Yeah. You know, in the last quarter, the last month, whenever we'd met previously, I just, between those two time periods, anything had gone wrong or not to plan. Yeah. Just lead with that. Okay. Yep. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Here's where we are. Here's what happened. Any questions on that? And then we're going to talk about next steps.
1: You know, what's interesting. I do that in my investor updates. I'm literally just like, good. Bad, bad. <laughs> plan. Right. And like that's, yeah. that's basically the update. Yeah. But one thing I noticed is that in the elevate investor updates that are like, you know, the quarterly like must do these. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no space for the bad news. It's oh. like, t- tell me your three biggest accomplishments. Yeah. Tell, you know, and then tell me like the three biggest things you're going to accomplish.
2: So you might see something different soon. All right.
1: Oh. Cool. Cool.
0: Okay. That, that's a
2: great. That's my feature request. You just gave me chills. Yeah. It's so funny you say that. I just got chills again. Um, because we literally talked about this a few weeks ago really? on, on, on the information that we should, we should be asking for. And the reason we want the bad news is not so we can go beat up on the founder. Of course. It's so we can help. Like, yeah. is there something we can do to well, help? And it's good something. coaching for the founders. Yeah, like, right. Hey,
1: you got to deliver the
2: bad yeah, news. That's right.
0: Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's great. Great segue into now you're on the opposite side. TOF just hit your one year at elevate
2: like, yesterday was my one year anniversary yes, july today. 18th this, this is a big
1: okay. week for you it's a huge it's week
2: crushed back to back right Come on. You know, um, one year anniversary birthday let's roll what's let's tomorrow right and we
1: were guests on another podcast yesterday too so we got to celebrate yes. that with what, the was the, guys, what, what was what was the, the show one. we got a link savage out. to sage yeah Oh, was with full great. stack yeah with full stack nice. daniel fuller we went deep yeah, we oh
0: did. i love it. i cannot wait to listen to that
1: one go check that one out but so
0: tov you've been on the other side now for a year And so you've had experience, you have to deliver the bad news. You're the, the CEO, the founder giving that bad news as the investor on the other side, when you're hearing bad news, how do you digest that? And what do you appreciate the way founders frame it? Like, what have you found that like people delivering bad news to you that you not enjoy necessarily, but respect.
2: So, um, and I've probably been on the other side for like 20 years, right? So whether it's angel investing or I had to invest in banking firm for a number of years, um, and, and now here at elevate, um, so. So, by the way, all humans aren't created equal. All investors aren't created equal. And so if you don't have investors that think this way, then you probably don't want them as investors. But, but when I'm getting bad news, I, I'm not thinking, oh, my gosh, this, this person may not be as good as I thought they were. Or That is not going through my mind. What immediately goes through my mind is who do I know or what can I do or what can I share that will help, mm-hmm. right? And, and if they deliver it in a, a, a succinct, upfront manner like you just described, Matt – Um, man, I'm, I'm right there. Let's go arm in arm. What can we do to help fix this thing? And, and we're doing this a lot right now at elevate for the last six months, we've been doing a lot of stuff with companies, helping them work through things. Um, and if they, if they hem and haul around or try to sugarcoat it, then I start to get more skeptical. Then I ask more questions Mm -hmm. and I dive in even deeper, right? Because then I'm like, something's not, am I getting all the bad news or just like the headline of the bad news? Mm. Right.
0: That's, that's yeah. great. Matt, any, uh, any, any advice in there of delivering that bad news?
1: Mm, delivering. Don't bury the lead, you know, don't bury the lead, don't bury the lead. get right to it. Yeah. Here's what it's bad. You also don't have to like go into great detail. This didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. That's a big part of startups, right? Is like, there's lots of stuff that doesn't work, but like pick the two or three things that didn't go well, put those right up front. Um, and then talk about how you're going to address those or what you learned from them. Yeah, that's
2: spot on. Like just think about any other situation in life. If somebody in any part of your life is delivering bad news, uh, what do you, what do you want to hear? You want to hear what's the solution or what are we going to do next? Right. And that's, that's no different than that, than that CEO to investor relationship. Right. So now what, now what are we going to do?
1: Now what? I I will say too, this is something I screwed up big time when I was in my twenties. Like it was always, what's awesome. What's, what's going great. Where, Where are the, the cool things that are happening and you know, that can get you a, a long way. Just positivity is great. Like mm-hmm. it's better than like ruminating and oh, this didn't work and this didn't work and this startup failed and that startup failed. Um, but uh to build trust and credibility, you have to share what's not working. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was first pitching powder keg, I had a very well-known serial entrepreneur here in town who I was pitching to. And uh, I was—I don't, I don't really know who the competitors are. You know, there's some kind of stupid response like that that I said, and he was like, "Matt, come on, like, be credible. Like, it's not credible to say that. Like, it's just been awesome, awesome, awesome. Like, tell me what's actually going on." Yeah. And that—that that really stuck with me. Um, and when you think about what a good story is, we like stories of people who have faced challenges. Yeah. No one likes a movie where it's like this guy did something awesome and this gal did something awesome and then they did something awesome again and then it even got awesomer. Like that is a boring story that people don't, are not going to get behind, care about, um, and want to be a part of. And we talked about this yesterday on the show, building a company, building a career, building anything does not happen alone. And one of the best ways to make sure you're lonely and on an island is just saying, "I'm great. Everything's good. I don't. (laughs) I don't need need anything.
0: Everything's. I'm good. Oh, life is good. Life's great. Living the dream. Classic. Okay. So talking. That's more of like how to address failure to. You know, we were talking to investors. What about when you're you guys are you've been CEOs. You currently are CEOs. Talking about failure to your team. You don't want dissent amongst the ranks. You want to make sure positivity, motivation, but your team can easily read. They know what's going on inside there. How do you deliver bad news? Talk about failures within
2: your company to your team. Uh, so you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'm happy to. Okay, I'll go after Matt.
1: I, I think first, don't bury the lead. Get right to it. Here's what happened. Here's why it happened. Here's what we're going to do about it. Um, but not trying to uh, skip the step of like, helping your team emotionally process things. Um, this happened here recently with the powder team. We had our CTO move on, uh, in the moment felt like really bad news. You know, our CTO had been with us over two years. Um, really just talented, uh, CTO co-founder, uh, helped us build a lot of our pr- platform. Um, that was not great news. Um, and we needed to slow down. You know, we said, you know what, this is big news. And, uh, it's clear to me you know, after several meetings of screwing it up and just being like, and here's what we're going to do. And like, (laughs) just getting to the doing part, it was clear to me, we needed to slow down and really like process this. Um, and, and something, you know, I I phoned a phoned a friend, literally like within minutes of this happening, uh, Max Yoder, well-known entrepreneur, one of my best friends. Um, Hey, this, this feels like a, a huge deal and I don't really know how to process this. And one of the best things um, he shared with me, which I shared with uh, my team, is just encourage people to talk to other people outside the company about it. Like, yeah. hey, I believe that this is going to be okay, and here's why, but like, don't take my word for it. Like, Max offered up because he's an investor and, you know, longtime member of the Powder Kid community. Um, you know, feel free to tell your team, like, if they want to talk to me about this, like, stuff like this happened all the time at Lessonly. Everywhere. Everywhere. So that was a really good, um, just tactical sort of like, but don't take my word for it. Like go, go do the research yourself. You know, we have these advisors, we have these investors who said, you know, they're more than willing to talk to you about, you know, their experience with where a CTO moved on and how that actually opened up opportunity for something else to happen. Um, So those would be my two things that in a very recent experience, just like a slow down and, and pay attention to your team and allow them to emotionally process it. Um, and allow them to have negative thoughts. And I don't even necessarily mean negative thoughts, but like, you know, we get bad news. Our mind goes to a place where it's like, Oh gosh, this is going to be really hard. Or, you know,
0: that, uh, that, Oh shit moment.
1: Yeah. You're just like, Oh yeah. Shoot. Yeah. 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 And and then talk about it, you know, create the open space to talk about it, but then also like encourage them to talk about it with other people too, who have been through it and can mm-hmm. provide that perspective that like, this isn't just the CEO trying to stay positive and, you know power through things um there's a lot of precedent for it, it's gonna be okay
2: yeah um i definitely agree with that the uh you know like the demands jump, for example uh we had a thing called freaky fridays and uh and, and so our belief was that a family that eats together stays together and uh, so for every uh up until i well we actually turned it to wacky wednesdays about five years into it but for Gotta five, have the alliteration for five years um we we ate together uh, maybe four years we ate together every Friday and the team got too big and it was space wise. And so then we turned it into wacky Wednesdays and, a, and more of a zoom environment. Um, but, uh, uh, but we shared what's going on with the whole team. And so I think like transparency is critical. If, if people are smart, they <laughs> yeah. know what's going on. And so if you're not transparent and share the good news and the bad news, um, if you don't share the bad news, they're going to make up their own bad news. Mm-hmm. And that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Let the imagination, right? Imagination, so the imagination of bad news is 10x, 100x worse than any bad news you're ever going to share. Um, and then the rumor mill starts, and then, you know, and that's just never good. Um, and so uh, so we've always, in all companies, we've always shared, like, here's our plan, right? We And I believe, by the way, also, you should be able to run any company from one piece of paper. Mm. And that one piece of paper is, you know, upper left is your BHAG, right? Your big, hairy, audacious, or insert another word if you choose, goal. So BHAG. Uh, So that's, that's the craziness. So like Toyota 1969, their, their BHAG was world domination.
0: Yes.
2: Right. Um, and then, um, you have a theme in the upper right hand corner. So wherever the quarter is, you have a theme and, and, and it's really awesome if you can be extra proactive and say, if we meet these goals, we're going to, everybody gets a prize, whatever the little fun, maybe it's a party, maybe it's a whatever, you know, wacky Wednesday, wacky Wednesday. And then, um, and then you go down and you have your, your high level for the next three years or maybe five years, whether those super high level kind of aspirational goals you want to get to. And then it goes down to, okay, this year, this upcoming year, that's charted out. And then it's quarterly goals by department. Three things, each department that are critical, that lead into the one-year goals, that lead into the three- to five-year goals, that lead into the BHAG. Right? I love that.
1: Let's get a template linked up in the yeah, show notes absolutely. on this. We're yeah, absolutely. For those that. who are listening right now or watching. Um, and
2: it's, it's super helpful for everybody. Totally. For the CEO, the entire team to one be page. aligned, right, to just one piece of paper and uh, and we always told everybody, like, you're going to get quizzed, you know, throughout the quarter. Like, you're expected to know these certain things. And people did, right? Because they're yeah, all bought yeah. in. Now, when we didn't hit numbers, right, we shared that, right? In, and yeah. in once a month of the Freaky Friday, we would kind of go deeper into, okay, our our goal was X, and we hit Y. And this is why we didn't hit that goal, we believe. And this is what we're going to do about it, right? And, hey, do we miss anything? Any ideas, right? It was very open format. So... Um, I just think it's, that's critical, especially in this day and age. Like you just have to be transparent. Um, and, and when the news gets really bad, right? Like, Hey, we might run out of cash, you know, in six months or three months or whatever, or whatever you're going through with that in any stage of a given company. It's just a, it's just life that some people can handle that and some can't. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people might leave you because of the instability. I think most people join startups because of the learning opportunity, the exhilaration, the, all those kinds of things. And so they know that there's an inherent risk that sure. cash is going to get tight from time to time, right? Or we're going to bomb some product release and, or whatever. We're going to lose a key player. And you're right. Like when it happens, it, it, it opens up opportunities you never imagined. And yep. it may not, you may not see that in one day or one week. It may take six months. Who knows, right? Yeah. But
0: it's a journey. Oh, Absolutely. And I think that segues perfectly into kind of our next topic about momentum, right? So ups and downs. Our friend Jeff Smolian talks about never ride a roller coaster upside down, right? It's a, it's a roller coaster, right? And when you're at the bottom, right? You're talking about that failure. You've just delivered that news. What are some tips or some strategies to build that momentum back up? Right? You just came out of the board meeting, given tough news. You're disseminating that to your team. And it's like, great. Tomorrow when I show up, I want to start building momentum. What do we got to do?
2: So I, I personally think about things in threes, and I think if if, if it's more complicated, than that it's not doable. I, people, the human brain—I uh, think there might even be studies out there about this, but I think the human brain has p- trouble processing more than three things. Mm-hmm. So it can't be. Here's the twenty-five things we're going to do to fix this. Yep. Well, a lot of those things are kind of irrelevant. It's like what are what's what are the critical path items mm-hmm. that that we got to keep everybody focused on. Um, so that's that's at uh, the uh, just off the cuff. <laughs> it, it, it's so interesting you say that because over. we
1: literally uh, our OKRs are like three objectives, yeah. and three key results, yeah, for how we measure. We know that we accomplished that objective, yeah. So that that thinking in threes thing, I, I think is there's something magical real. about that. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so keeping it simple. Other other tips for you know building up momentum and getting the ball rolling.
1: You got to celebrate the wins. Yeah. You got to celebrate the wins. And so, I and mean.
2: people forget. I, 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 I've, for, I've forgotten. I still forget.
1: Yeah. To celebrate the wins. Me too. You know. It is not natural to me. I'm, I'm yeah. always like, okay, did that thing. Of course I did that thing because I've been visualizing that thing right. this whole time. So, like, why are we celebrating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's like the internal voice. But I've got to remember, it's it's about sharing in the wins. Yeah, like, you can't just all be owning the negative things that happened. And, yeah. and only doing those things. Um, one of the biggest things that I've, biggest ways I've learned this strategy is in training a dog. So we had a pandemic puppy that found its way to my sister's coffee shop and had behavioral issues because it was adopted during the pandemic. And the best way to train a dog is the best way to train any animal, including humans, including myself. Uh, which is positive, positive reinforcement. reinforcement. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So you see the dog doing the thing that you want it to do. Maybe another dog walks by and your dog does not bark. So maybe the behavior is just like, it doesn't do the bad thing, right? You've got to reinforce that.
2: If, yeah, if you don't, if, if people don't feel like you have their back, then they're kind of always looking over their shoulder. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which kind of equates to one foot out the door or a half a foot out the door, which means you're not at, you're, you're not at uh, full tilt. Mm -hmm. so for
0: so for leaders right ceos they want to have their employees back everyone's i like we're a family i have your back what do you recommend some actionable items ceos out there how they can show
2: their employees that they have their back um so when people screw up um and they're extra remorseful like just get in front of it and like just take the the fear and the anxiety of some unknown consequence. I've seen this happen a lot where like mm-hmm. some of the best people, like they just feel awful about something, a mistake that was made and just immediately taking the, the heat off of like, you're fine. You're, like, just get that on it. Just, just tell them front. Don't, don't make them, you know, uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't, don't make them squirm, squirm. Don't yeah. make them squirm. Like, there's no that's not good yeah. right just just let them know just communicate like a human I think communi- I think 99.9% of the world's problems are a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that it sounds simple, but again, human nature is like to not think about the person first, but to whatever yeah. the issue is to get focused on that. We'll deal with the human side first. I
0: mean, especially from like the younger, pers- the younger professional perspective. It's like you make a big mistake and you walk into a meeting. And you're like, Oh shit, am I about to get fired? Yeah. Like, am I going to lose my job? Out of this meeting? Yeah. And like, just sort of, Hey, it's okay. Like that can set the tone for the rest of that meeting. The rest of that interaction of like, Oh, okay. The world is not ending. Like we're sun's still going to rise tomorrow. It's all going to be okay. I think that that's, that's super powerful. And about celebrating wins, I think that something Matt and our team does pretty well is being invested in not only the work we do at Powderkeg, but like our personal lives a little bit in a professional manner, right? So I remember last November, I was running my first marathon and they like pulled together and they got me like a record player because I was going to set a record. And it was just like a really like impactful moment that maybe didn't mean much to the team. But to me, it was like, oh, they do have my back, like not just here at work and what we're doing there, but like in life, you know,
1: like with all of my endeavors. I think I, anyway, it goes to what you're saying about just knowing the whole person.
2: Yeah. You know, surprise gift cards. If somebody went through a, you know, some crazy two or three month sprint, just like working around the clock, like a dog, trying to get something accomplished. Cause it was critical and need to be finished. Those things are always great as well. I got to be honest. I, <clears throat> I, um, I forget some of that stuff. Sometimes I feel like, you know, that's one thing I could do better at mm-hmm. is it, just, is being more even proactive. Cause
1: I don't think you can do it enough. Yeah, you can't. I, yeah, you I can't don't do think there's enough. a leader out there that is just like, oh, you you've positively yeah. reinforced enough. You can you can coast. It's like it, the way you build momentum is by like, oh, something good happened. Reward. Yeah. Something good happened. And a reward doesn't have to be a gift card. It can just be, hey, great job on that thing. Yeah.
2: Be a shout out on email
1: or, or whatever yeah. it might be. The the you know the
2: whoever people call them on a quarterly basis when the team gets together. Uh, being also intentional when you have those things to get the team together do fun activities whether it's you know bowling or a, 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 a um, oh what do you why am i forgetting words today
1: escape room top escape golf room
2: or wh- what do you oh, do when you God. run around trying to find clues and stuff
1: oh the oh, geocache kind uh, of thing yeah, yeah uh, uh, scavenger, scavenger hunt, scavenger hunt. hunt. Yes. Um,
2: once i found myself in a scavenger hunt singing on stage at the rat Scaler um <laughs> that was not good that's amazing that's incredible yeah, um well i was embarrassing but anyways, <laughs> Hey, you know, we, we won, right. So anything for the team, when we but, do a get in at night, we're going to need that full story. You absolutely. know, like our, our, our uh, after midnight yes. episode. Yes. In, in full disclosure, there was like a wedding party, like uh, rehearsal getting set up and people are sitting down and stuff. And I went up there and started seeing on stage and got yes. some interesting looks, but anyway, but Hey, it was all for the team. But when you do those things, uh, also intentionally, uh, don't make people choose teams like choose them before, but also intentionally mix up your team, yeah. you know, of getting developers with salespeople and, whatnot because it's it's easy for everybody kind of it's like you ever notice in the meeting everybody sits in the same spot like in this podcast actually we sit in the same spot maybe we do it for strategic reasons but anyway <laughs> but the short story is like if you walk in think about your teams when you walk into meetings everybody sits in the same seat mm-hmm. every time mix it up sit sit next to somebody else
0: oh there we go so everyone listening right next time you walk into a meeting i'm picking a different mix seat up. i'm yeah. gonna mix it up completely. and it's gonna confuse people oh. you might have some people actually get a little upset Oh, I actually am like a creature of habit when it comes to that. So Matt sits in my seat. I'm going to be like, oh, I know what he's doing.
1: Yeah. Well, and I want to bring up something that we heard on the podcast with um, Heather and Doug uh, from Advisor and Black Ink IT, which is uh, one-on-ones are just an amazing foundation for that stuff. Like getting to know the whole person, having those one-on-ones where you slow down and you're not in the weeds talking about the tactical thing. Cause it's really easy to be like, this is the OKR. We're going to talk about the objective. We're going to talk about the key results. Why aren't we hitting this key result? Why are we way overshooting this other key result? And we didn't estimate that one better. Um, and it's really hard not to do that. But having a, a a set sort of agenda with a one-on-one where you talk about the other stuff, you know, of, yeah. of the whole human. I,
0: I would be very curious to see in people's one-on-one agenda, wh- who has the talk about XYZ like, life topics or is it just like let's get down to brass tacks you're underperforming you're overperforming like whatever you're doing like business 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 i think
2: that's like powerful thing you could add to your agenda just like talking about the holistic person you know yeah. another fun thing that they uh they this wasn't my idea somebody demands up implement implemented on freaky fridays um it was voluntary so if you don't want to do it you don't have to do it but um tell your life story mm. however you want to tell it and it was awesome yeah i, I just got chills i mean like we learned so much about people that you know you just didn't know. Yeah. I mean, just incredible backgrounds or experiences that people had or went through and did. And um and then it was always fun. Like the more creative people would have these like insane presentations and then, yes. you know, maybe someone else that's more analytical is kind of like black and white, like boom, boom. It yeah. was just awesome. It and, it everybody, spreadsheeted right. and, yes. and everybody spreadsheet it out and And everybody would celebrate and laugh at, yeah. at like, I you know, that. just all the skill sets that would manifest themselves in the that's it was cool. awesome.
0: I love that. Well, and you know. On the roller coaster, there are highs as well. You go, startups are ups and downs. Um, let's say when you are at a high, what is the biggest momentum killer that people need to watch out for, right? Your startup is cruising. You're, you have good momentum. Things are going right. What's going to be the biggest thing to er, throw the e-brake on? You forget thinking about what can go wrong
2: like like I think you should always be well I don't know maybe you shouldn't but at least I I always think about what can go wrong and kind of trying to think three steps ahead and like what if if this happens then what you know what could go wrong how can the train get off the tracks um in um and, and forgetting to keep looking outward right looking like keeping your eyes up on the horizon um getting getting comfortable that's not good
1: Mm -hmm. I I think too, just getting distracted by the things that aren't going well, like in any startup, you're always going to, going to have things that are not going well. And it, there's a balance, I think between like, you don't want to put blinders on and be like, Oh, there's no, you know, I've got a beautiful garden and there's no weeds. It's just, it's perfect. Like that, that's dangerous, but also going the other direction and being like, Oh, I've got this garden that's got all these weeds in it. And I got to just focus on these weeds Uh, you then kind of like miss like what's flourishing right now and then you you don't uh, and maybe beating the garden analogy to death but you don't harvest you know you know you don't Mm -hmm. reap what you've sowed because you're so focused on the weeds and so there is that kind of balance of um, making sure that the overall sort of like energy of the team doesn't like go down the into the ditch Um, and I think that's kind of what you're saying, you know, keep your eyes on the horizon. Don't go off the road just because, you know, something that made you swerve for a second.
0: Are you ready to transform your brand with award-winning video content that captures your vision and connects with your audience? Check out Alchemy, the experts at building your brand using video from story-driven social media snippets that leave a lasting impression to compelling full-length documentaries. They have got the expertise to take your brand to the next level. Alchemy is actually our video partner here on get in and they do amazing work. All the videos you see across social, uh, across YouTube, all that is done by Alchemy and, and they're an amazing partner to work with. Reach out to me, Nate at PowderKeg, or check out alchemyfilmco.com to get connected with Alden and his team. They will take care of all of your video needs.
2: Mm. You know, another thing I see is, um, and this can happen at, at any stage. It doesn't necessarily mean you're at the peak of momentum. Um, in, Talking about the previous question on building momentum, well, you know everybody reads a lot, presumably. And mm-hmm. so they read a lot of articles around success, how to build teams, business models, et cetera. And what happens a lot of times is entrepreneurs will start to bleed together different types of businesses, different types of selling motions, different type of, types of go-to-market strategies. And so they literally in, in one pitch will talk about, you know, we're going to go to PLG and that's going to be freemium. And then we're also going to be selling enterprise and we're setting up these channel partners and blah, blah, blah. Yep. None of that's going to happen. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, I've suffered from some of this stuff over the years too. It's so like anything I ever talk about is probably because I've made the same mistake. And, um, yeah. and, and, and then also like you see all this opportunity and so. Go after all of it. Yeah. Let's do it all. Yeah. Why not? That makes total sense. Let's do it all. And, and it it just, it, um, that will absolutely prevent momentum or kill momentum. Um, lack of focus, lack of focus.
1: focus. That was
0: in my, my notes was, I think focus is a big thing for, it's like, yes, you don't want to focus on all the negative and you don't want to put blinders on and be like, oh, life is so good. But I think that being intentional and being focused around what's working can really like keep the foot on the gas on what is working as you try to pile some more things onto the car versus... You know, always hear about the startups that like chase this car like the dog, right? Yeah. It's like that way, and then
2: that way, and the next shiny thing. And it's like, yep. keep your foot on the gas there. Like, Damon John talks about that story. I think I've mentioned this before, but Damon John talks about you know himself, right? When he started, what is it, FUBU? Or mm-hmm. FU, uh, mm-hmm. And I think um, Under Armour was was founded the same year. And, uh, and so he talks about, well, we both started the same year, and look who's bigger now. Now, Damon John's successful. He's awesome, right? Oh, yeah. But he's like, look at Under armor There are multiples of, orders of magnitude bigger. And he's like, they were narrow and deep. They focused on dry fit shirts or something like that. Yep. And that's all they did the for. The compression, yeah. Oh, was it compression shirts? Yeah, that was the only thing. And that's all they focused on for a number of years. Went narrow and deep and really established that market. Um, And then they started to add in, you know, other products.
0: Yeah. And I think that gives uh, a lot of, like, for, for any startup, for any growing business, it's like you're they're the expert in Under Armour. Like it was yeah. literally the tight compression shirts you wore under your football jersey or whatever your yeah. sporting thing was. And it was, they were the, ex- even if their material was the exact same as Nike and all these other people, it was, you gotta have Under Armour yeah. because they are the experts in heat gear and cold gear and all that jazz. So I think about this fun. a lot
1: because it's it's very much true in marketing too. Um, a lot of startups, it's like you you almost have to like, play the field and throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. But like, once you see what's sticking, that's when you got to like narrow and focus and go narrow and deep. And then once you've like start to see diminishing returns on that, that's when you start being like, Oh, remember the spaghetti back on the wall? Like we wanted to go chase that thing. Let's, let's test and see if that's working again. Same thing with like marketing strategies. It's like, we're not sure what's going to work. You don't want to go narrow and deep on one thing. If you have no data that shows That's the way that it's working. 100%. You want to like plant a bunch of seeds and then see what starts to sprout and then quickly like ignore the other stuff. I don't know why I'm on the garden analogy today. Yes. But like go and water like the one that is really showing like true potential that you can scale.
0: In all of our business analogies, right? The shoot bullets and then shoot your cannonball, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're just crushing the analogies today. (laughs) Um, Well, guys, I want to do a little bit of a topic change. All right. And I want to talk, you guys are both master community builders. You have very robust networks of connections, whether that's mentees, mentors, just business relationships. And I want to dive in of how to cultivate good community and cultivate good relationships. So, Toph, if you were dropped in a brand new city and you knew no one, what is the first thing you would do to start building community?
2: Um, Well, I would probably ask my existing friends. Oh, you don't know anybody. No, no, outside of that city. Oh, okay, right? all right. So well, wow. presumably I have at least one. friend. Can I have one friend? You got one analogy? friend. <laughs> one friend. So I would call my one friend. I would phone a friend, and uh, they, they would live in a different city. And I would say, "Hey, do you know anybody in this city?" That's the first thing. The would friend
0: do. would be Matt, and then you, you'd say, so I'd "Yes." I'd call Matt, and I'd say, <laughs> "Matt,
2: do you know anybody in uh, where L.A. right?" And Matt's gonna say, "Yeah, I know three people in L.A." And I'm gonna say, "Hey, would you mind just doing a warm intro or intro text?" And so that's that's the step one that I would do. Um, Step two that I would do is I would look at what groups or organizations exist in my ecosystem of whatever I live in, um, and um, I would go to that group and see how I can get involved.
0: What if you're scared? What if it's like that's uh, that's really taxing to show up to a, an event or whatever that you don't know anyone? Then don't expect to meet anybody. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Mic drop. I
1: think that's true.
2: It's true. I mean, it's you, you get out what you put in, and you, you, you can never... You can never extract value from anything if you haven't added value. And, and I think that people should have the attitude of, I'm going to add value first.
1: You can't win if you don't play.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't win the game if you're not in the game. So just get on the field. And who knows if it's going to be a small victory, a big victory, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But all these little moments lead up to whatever greatness is for you in your life, whatever that means. But you got to get in the game.
1: I love that. All right. Matt, you're dropped in a new city. You don't know anybody. I mean, uh, I think TOF's on the right right track there. Same same thing. Find the groups that already exist. Like um, one of the things um, I've seen in a lot of growing communities is, you know, people showing up on the scene and and just being like, I'm going to start this group to do X Y Z kind of thing, and uh, don't acknowledge that like there's lots of groups already that are in that community that they could go and be a part of. So I think starting there, like what groups are already meeting? What events can I go to? And then when you're in that environment, remembering that you always have something to offer. You have your network, you have your experience, you have uh, your knowledge, presumably, if you've done literally anything in your career. Um, and so going into that with the give first mentality, we talk about it a lot at Keg. I think it was Brad Feld and the tech stars community originally kind of coined that phrase, give first. Um, but coming into a community with, I have something to offer and just always remembering everybody has something that they can offer. Uh, and if you go into that event with like, I'm going to go and just see who I can connect with and I'm going to be listening, not like, what can I get out of this and who, who's going to be my friend, but more, how can I help someone hundred percent and yeah. make that the game?
2: Yeah, if you like, never think about what am I going to get out of this because no. if you do that, you'll get nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's true in business relationships. It's true in in coworker relationships. It's true in your number one primary relationship. If you're always kind of like scorekeeping, mm. it, it is a like an ideal way to make sure that you just like slowly go bankrupt yeah. emotionally, intellectually, maybe financially. Um, if you're just kind of like always trying to hold on to like what you've got and feel like you've got to protect it because you don't have anything. And that, that that definitely takes some mental work if, Mm -hmm. if that's your natural default state. Um, but having that abundance mindset, presumably there's uh,
2: both extroverts and introverts listening to this podcast. Right. And, um, and so one thing I always like to just, just remind all of us is like, um, you know, still today, I, I go into situations where I'm not quite comfortable, right? It might be a new situation or a new group or whatever. And uh, but, so I, but I think a lot of, a lot, and this it's back to this human, uh, you know, in, uh, just the way humans are, it's just natural to um, feel uncomfortable, to feel anxious, to be a little bit of afraid or to, uh, you see, you walk into a crowd and maybe you're kind of first in that environment and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, everybody seems to know each other. From you know, when you look at the macro level, they all seem to know each other. And when you just say, "Okay, here I go," I'm gonna those two people. I'm just gonna butt in the middle, mm-hmm. right? And not butt in, but like, hey, how you doing? And a lot of times you'll find they, they don't actually know each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just start talking 15 minutes ago or 10 minutes <laughs> yep. ago, right? Yep. So and, what? And a lot of them are uncomfortable <laughs> as well. And so like it's sometimes it's hard and it feels awkward. Um, but just just take the leap of faith. And, oh, yeah. and, and and if you see somebody walk in a room, and you you because you can tell when somebody's in a room and they're they're alone, and they're feeling uncomfortable just invite them into your
1: conversation. That's exactly what I was going to say yeah. is I, I always try to like not go find like the biggest group that seems like they're having the most fun, but like go find the person that's like got their arms crossed and is like standing in the corner Yeah, mm-hmm. or, you know, is, is like, they're on the outside of a circle, but they're not really like in the circle, yeah. you know, go up and just stand next to like, it can be helpful to just like stand next to someone and be like, Hey, what, you know, what's up as opposed to like coming directly at somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, you gotta kind of like feel the, feel the room a little bit on that yeah. one. But, um, you know, Hey, I'm Matt. I, I, I work at powder keg. What's your name? This yeah. is a good way so, to start a so conversation. That's right.
0: What is your, this was Mike, this is a great segue. What is your number one tip for in-person networking events?
2: What Matt just said, mm-hmm. I mean like, so find the people that, that,
0: don't look like they have friends yet or they haven't like that also seem to be a little uncomfortable
2: yeah i mean so if so so if you let's say matt and i are we're hanging we know each other we're at an event and we're we're catching up whatever we see you walk in we don't know you and you're kind of standing on the periphery not sure you're trying to pick your entry point right if we notice that and, and I, I, by the way, I don't always do this. And sometimes I, am deep in a conversation oh, with you. It's hard to, like, okay, there's somebody over there and I'm gonna say, Hey, in a moment, but I want to finish this thought. And then they've kind of mingled somewhere else. Yep. Um, but just say, Hey, come over here and join us. Right. Um, Or like, you don't have to have some grand elevator pitch, right? Hey, I'm Matt I'm with powder keg. Like, Ooh, okay. You know, I res- what's your I name? That. Where are you from? What, you know? So
0: I, I think one of my biggest tips for in-person networking events or just meeting new people in general is I try to find common ground as soon as possible. Like, where are you from? Yeah. Buck Creek. Oh, where's that at? Where's that? By Lafayette. Oh, I know a thing or two about. And just try do you know so-and-so and And like trying to find any piece of common ground Mm -hmm. just so it's like, Oh wow. We're, they know this. Like, so I know this is, this is one of my, my hidden secrets that I'm going to divulge. I know a ton of high school mascots. So, I just like know, especially around Indiana. Like I know most, especially the weird ones. Like maybe not necessarily like all the big ones, but it's like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Akron, Indiana. I'm like, oh, Tippie Valley, go Vikings, and they're just like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? And I'm like, oh, I just know a thing or two about high school sports. That's and wild. Then, and they always feel like, oh my gosh, like works at bars, works at networking events. It is. Do you the, remember Harrison
2: High School? Harrison high
0: school? I, in Lafayette. Uh huh. Oh yes, actually, one of my buddies went there. Harrison, is it? Um, uh, I'm going to say Mustangs. Starts with an R. R. Raiders. Raiders. <laughs>
2: Man. You hit on the tip of your I tongue.
0: Lafay- is Lafayette Jeff? Are they?
2: What's Lafayette Jeff? Broncos. Broncos. Bronco. Broncos. Oh, Mustangs,
0: Broncos. So in the right ball, but it's like, yeah. I can then backtrack a little bit and make those connections, but it's usually high school mascots. And especially in the reaches
2: of Indiana, people are so, I'm like, wow. Wow. How did you know that? I, I totally agree with that typically in under three questions, you can find some kind of common ground mm-hmm. right through where you grew up or, or, um, where you went to school. What do you do? Are you in yeah. sales or marketing or what, what? Like something?
1: And I I think too, with, in this day and age, you're going to an event, you can usually either, uh, make an educated guess or there's probably a guest list that you can look yeah. at ahead of time Yeah, and just, like go look at their LinkedIn profile or go find them on Instagram, you know, like do a little research. Like it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to do like three hours of research before you go to a, an event that you're going to be at for 45 minutes. But even just taking five, 10 minutes to like look down the page. Oh, I know this person, this person, this person. Cool. I'm, well, I'll probably see them there. But like, who are some other people who are here that like, I might want to talk to mm-hmm. or like, I might be able to help based on like where they're at in their career. And so just like looking at that, so when you're in a room, you see faces and you can kind of be like, oh, I know that person. and granted, I have an advantage. I'm six four, so I can literally see the entire room from like yeah. wherever I am. Humble usually, brag, humble brag. Hum, I mean, I I, I I just I I just want to I just want to acknowledge I have some privilege there that I am able to see you know the entire room. To if I'm wearing stilts to rally.
2: Exactly, dude. I think you fair. should do
1: that. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Certainly, like, a good conversation starter. That would Who's be. Who's the guy on stilts? Be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: love it. Well, that's a good point. Of like looking at the guest list of like who you want to talk to, who you know. I would love to know, right? So. Put yourself in a contrarian view, right? People show up to networking events. You don't want to make it all transactional. You don't want to be sales. But what what is one of your contrarian contrarian thoughts when it comes to building community, building a network that the average person might think that's, oh, that's a little interesting. Like you really
2: grow your community that way? Well, I I will say um, over the years, I've been in in a number of um, situations where uh, it's certainly felt like I'll say at a minimum that the person had no interest in engaging or talking (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I would just say that sometimes that's going to happen and it's not because of you not because of you might have had a bad day might have had a bad day who knows right and so um I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for from the contrarian thing but sometimes I just think bringing up like there's gonna be moments where you're like do I I like do I smell bad or do I talk like an idiot like like, but sometimes people just aren't going to want to engage and they're going to be cold
1: I think my, my contrarian view, um, I'm thinking about my 20 like, something year old self and don't get me wrong. I, I do feel like I benefited from like building a very broad and diverse network of people and friends. But if, if you're just starting out or you don't feel like you have this yet, I would, if given the choice of a broad, diverse, super connected, you know, network, I, I know somebody like we've had a conversation before versus I know a few people and I like know them. I have a real relationship with these people and like I can share my full self with yep. that person. I would hands down now being, you know, whatever I'm 15, 20 years into my career, hands down, would rather be narrow and deep with a handful of just like great Ooh. people. Like we're on similar paths. Maybe a few are ahead of me, maybe in, in terms of like career accolades, maybe a few, you know, haven't are a few years behind me in terms of like just where they're at in their career. Uh, but having, Still having a diverse group, I think diversity in your network is is super important, but I would much rather uh, have a narrow but deep network than have a broad and shallow and like, I'm not actually like being, yeah, it's totally superficial. And it's just like, everyone has seen that person at the event that's just like collecting Business cards, as if like that's the thing. Yeah, and I still have like boxes of business cards, you know, from the early days of of verge and like people that I met. That was totally my mo when I was in my twenties. Like, I'm going to meet a lot of people, and I'm going to be Mister Connector. And, um, you know that I made a whole career out of that. In, in some ways, if you think about what our software platform does now, but if given the choice, and what I think is most valuable in a career and in terms of like quality of life, having a narrow but deep group of friends. Like if I said, Toph, would you rather have the relationships with the, the, the EO entrepreneurs that you have a 20 year relationship with and you've been through it together with multiple different ventures or, you know, scrap all that. You didn't have any of those relationships and you could just have like a bunch of contacts on LinkedIn right. I mean, hands down, I mean, it, it, even if it was like, you could have a million followers on Instagram or you could have your group of 20 people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A million followers on Instagram. You could do a lot with that.
0: Guys, I don't know. That might be my contrarian view. Yeah. Is, so is, I,
2: I got to butt in here, Nate. So I hear you. I feel you. But we touched on this yesterday in the podcast. I'm, I'm reading this book right now called Halftime. And uh, it's really interesting. And they talk about this concept of struggle, success, significance, surrender.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and it can be applied in, all, in the book talks about it in terms of like life. Right. And so kind of really oriented around age. Um, and when you get to be, you know, 50 years old, plus or minus you're in this, um,
1: which you'll do in 11 years, in 11 years. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> at least that's how I feel. I feel like I'm 35. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so in, in, they kind of, in general, they think humans kind of go through this, you're at that significance point. Sometime around 50, they talk about this concept of retirement. And um, like, if you retire, you have no purpose. There's no core. Like, what's your core? What is what is your unique, my unique, your unique core in life is mm. to do what, right? And where you really get value. And um, if you can't do that and be real with people, then you feel, then you, you die. This is This is great. One of yeah. my, one of my really totally. good friends. Are you Kevin, really living?
0: Yeah, you're not really yeah. living, right? He, so one of my really good friends, just like he writes a newsletter, right? Jimmy Nuveen from Freedom Files. I'll give him a little shout out. But he just, his latest edition talked about what changed his life at 24. He wrote his obituary or what he yeah. hopes his obituary to be. Yes. And then worked backwards from that. Yeah. And like, how can you start achieving what you want to do? Like he has space travel in his obituary. He wants to go to space one it's day. It's awesome. And he's like, how can I work myself towards it? And I think that's super
2: powerful. And then let's let's tell him not to go to the Titanic. Let's go yeah, space. No, yes. Kidding.
0: Yes, go space. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, there we go. I will say Too soon. Oops. Oh, yeah, No, We're all right. I will say thinking about um narrow and deep having a small network, a small circle of people, I think when, the way I think about building community is you take a lot of at bats, right? Collect those business cards, I'll get coffee, I'll talk to these people. And the ones that are supposed to be in my life and the ones that are supposed to be deep connections will work their way to the top. And it has happened time and time again where, but it, you, if you keep the same narrow
1: circle, right, it's, it's tough to get. It's kind get of like the spaghetti at the wall analogy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, go, like, go meet a lot of people. And then the ones that it's like working out, mm-hmm, go deep.
0: Yep. yep. And then they just like float their way to the top and it's like, oh, right. You have to sit through some tough coffee chats. <laughs> some like brutal ones where you're like, oh, looking at the time, like, dude, we just not vibing. Like, does just, this just happens sometimes? But the right ones will work their way to the top, in my opinion.
2: Um, right? So I, I think this is important for, for anyone, whatever their, their discipline or passion is or whatever it may be. So if you're in sales or engineering, marketing, whatever, leadership roles, et cetera, um, there are a lot of groups I've noticed spinning up and um, that are that are around like like you know, a product leader group or a marketing leader group or whatever, all these different types of groups are spinning up. And that's a way to to really get deep and and, and develop a mm-hmm. kind of a close cohort. Like y- you can go deep. It's 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 more natural. It doesn't happen always this way, but especially in professional relationships, like it's easier to go deeper with people who are experiencing the same thing you are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's like the icebreaker of how you can kind of get deep into those, you know, struggles. Um, and, and so, and if you don't find one in your community, start it because chances are you can find the next person, right? And if you can get two, then now you can get three and you can get six mm-hmm. and then you get nine. Yeah. And in, and it's hard to, those groups are hard to manage if they get two. If you want to go deeper, they need to probably stay 15 or less. Um, or or maybe they get bigger and they splinter off into two groups and maybe you kind of meet for more social reasons, mm-hmm. which is back to EO, right? I yep. mean, you've got a huge network. Now you meet with a forum, then you go really deep, you know, with a dozen people, but then you also connect, you know, in a, in a larger fashion, yeah. Um, and and still have you know that larger network that yeah. you're talking about.
0: I I love it. This is this has been great. I kind of want to switch to some rapid fire questions so we can kind of just like you know churn and burn through some quick actionable tips, right? So. If give advice to emerging leaders that want to get on, on your calendar, you guys are very, you guys are very well connected CEOs. Time is very precious. If there's an emerging leader that wants to get
2: on your calendar, what's some advice? Yeah. So I literally just noticed this this morning, like, um, number one, a LinkedIn message that is not even on point will never work. And I, and I honestly in full disclosure, I don't even pay attention to the LinkedIn messages really. Um, but the the specificity so what what is the what is the thing that you want to talk about and why do you want to talk about that and um and i would love to have the coffees and the lunches and the drinks with everybody and i just will say proactively right now i apologize from the depths of my heart i just can't do it right there's just so many directions that that, that i'm getting pulled but uh, to be really super specific, upfront, like uh, investment banking, we always used to call it, like grabbing by the collar. Like, what's the grabbing by the collar thing that mm-hmm. you don't put up there first, yep. and why you want to talk about it? And and like, it's okay to just to like fifty. And I've started even telling some people, "There's my cell phone. Call me. Yeah, if you miss your call. I'll call you back." And I just, but the calendars just, it's all booked. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: Matt. I, I mean, I'm in a similar position as TOF. As as I mentioned, I. Spent my 20s trying to build a giant network and that was, I was successful at it. So uh, I would love to meet with everybody. The thing I've found uh, for me is just like, these are the events I'm going to be at. And if you want to meet up, like, go to that event and like, maybe we, maybe, that's a great idea. maybe yeah, exactly. we grab coffee yeah. there. Maybe, yeah. you know, is the event come, rally? Come say hi. Yeah. Maybe it's rally. You know, I said like, with
2: a couple of powder keg events. I'm like, by the way, in three weeks, I'm going to be at this powder keg event. Yeah. And come there and check me down and we'll talk for five minutes. Or yeah. Night.
1: Exactly. Uh, like, that's, that is, Um, that's what's worked for me. And I I just want to double down on what you said on just like be specific. And usually whatever it is, like an emerging leader is looking to get out of a meeting can be handled over email, you know, Hey, I'm looking for an introduction to blah, 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 blah. Or, Hey, I, I would like to figure out where to, you know, raise money from, you know, and like, I've probably written a blog post on it or someone on our team has put a resource together on it or. You know, we have software developed to help make the introduction to the person that, that you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being specific. And if that hasn't been developed yet, then yeah, I, I'll probably take the meeting and say like, hey, we, you know, this seems like something we can't really talk about on, on email. Let's just grab 15 minutes and, and hash it out. I love that. 15 minutes means you got to come prepared. Uh, the other thing I'd also say is, is, why are why
2: are you reaching out? So let's just mm-hmm. take an yeah. example. Let's just say that, Uh, you know, a company, you know, you know, wants to get into the Elevate Portco network, as an example, I'm not the best person to talk to. Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. There's, there's somebody else on the team. That's the best person to talk to. Like I'm literally not the right person to talk to. Yeah. I think
0: that's a super interesting part. Right. So especially for young professionals out there and I've learned this the hard way from trial and error. It's like, I've reached out to countless CEOs Countless to you. To like, Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I do this? Can I do it? I've done it all wrong. Got crickets. And honestly, like to for, for like a young first time founder, it's like, you might not be the right person to talk to. Like just cause your title says CEO and it's like a cool person to get coffee with someone who's like one step ahead of you in your entrepreneurial journey, in your professional journey can be so much more impactful, giving you actionable items. Like let say you want to be a director of marketing, right? Like that's your next step in your professional career. Don't reach out to a CMO or a VP of marketing. Talk to a director of marketing. Their doors, their calendar is probably a little more freed up. They're going to give you actionable items to go from zero to one versus like for person who's at a hundred. And I think that that is like a game changer of like really getting actionable items from, doesn't have to be the CEO. Like even though it's a cool coffee to get to, it can actually be more valuable for you going like one or two steps ahead. So
1: yeah, that's. And I'm going to add one more tip in there, yeah. which is, develop a relationship online first, mm. uh, you know, jump into the LinkedIn comments on a post that I post, you know, contribute something to the community that way. You know, if, if, uh, you see something I post about and you have an opinion on it, it doesn't have to agree. You don't have to agree with what I say. Um, maybe end up in a conversation, uh, maybe even more likely to end up in a conversation. If you disagree with what I say and we engage in like a Cordial discourse. You're a moron. In the comments. Don't say that. Yeah, probably won't say that. Um, but, you know, actually connecting and, and developing a relationship on social media right now is very possible. And doing that on a professional network like LinkedIn or on Powderkeg, if you're in Powderkeg, is a good way to.
2: There was a, there was a lady speaking of that, Matt, like, and that's adding value first, right? Yep. But there was a, there was a so like literally I, I, every once in a while I'll go in, I'll, I'll scan LinkedIn messages and like literally scan them. There was a lady in uh, California that reached out through LinkedIn and and I can't remember what she said that caught my, but it was something like, um, I, I saw I saw your event called Rally. It looks amazing, and I think I can blah something. And I'm like, and I clicked on it and I clicked on her. I'm like, she's totally legit. And so I just like I'm gonna risk it. Responded to her and I'm like, this is my cell phone number if you want to talk. Ten minutes she called me. Woo! Yeah. Yes. And it, it was. I just got chills. It was insane. Yeah. And she's coming, and she wants to rally other people. Let's and, go. And, and she's total Huge. baller, and it's just awesome.
0: Huge. That's great. Well, yeah. gentlemen, as we wrap up, final question, just one, one for the lightning round today. It's a quick one. What are you most excited about in the Hoosier State right now? Matt, you go first.
1: I mean, it's probably the same thing. Toph's going to say. Um, yeah. So Toph, why don't you then go let's first? Let's rip
2: on it. Let's riff on it, boys. So I'm the most excited thing. The the, the thing I'm most excited about right now is Rally. That Rally, the world's largest cross-sector innovation conference, is going to be launched right here in Indiana, in Indianapolis. And there's going to be people um, coming from across the globe in the inaugural year. It's going to be insane. There's 443 pitch applications that came in for a five million dollar pitch competition. Um, In the investor one-on-ones that are happening, there's people in there from 18 countries and 24 states. That's just in the investor one-on-ones. Uh, there's over 220 speakers. You got Peyton Manning and Magic Johnson, Crystal Washington, Victoria Arlen, Victor Wang, Moira Gunn, uh, Meng Chang, Scott Dorsey, uh, a couple of those names I just mentioned haven't been announced yet. Um, oh, so I um, first. So anyways, Breaking yeah. new, so it's, it's going to be insane. And, and the world has changed forever. Everything is happening faster than it's ever happened before. We can no longer do things in a vacuum with just our domain experience and the people we know in our little networks, right? We have to get outside of our networks. We have to get to know people with domain expertise and other things. If I'm building a med device, is that healthcare, right? Is it hard tech? Is it software? It's all of those things, right? And with anything we build today, and so getting all of those people, disparate stakeholders from cross-sector in one place at one time, that is how we enable creative collisions. That's how magic happens. That's how we really advance innovative ecosystems in people's lives. I love it. Speaking
1: of magic, I'm excited to meet Magic Johnson at rally and hear his keynote and, uh, the awards that we're doing, the national powder Cake awards that we're doing just before the I'm final keynote. I'm so stoked keynote. for those. Talk about those. It's going to be great. So we literally are looking at thousands of companies. We have data, both first party and third party data on thousands of companies across what we call the unvalley, the tech hubs beyond Silicon Valley, um, which are the fastest growing tech communities where there's just outsized opportunities. So whether you're looking to grow your career or looking to invest or looking to partner up with companies those are the places where there's just a ton of opportunity. And so we'll actually be launching the national awards in all the major categories, you know, FinTech, hard tech, uh, you name it. We're going to be announcing those awards there. And so it's literally the best like dozen companies out of thousands that we're going to be announcing on stage there um, at rally. So three, it's going to be sick three day conference. Um, And I, I would be remiss if I didn't say I am so pumped about get in and what we've built here. It has been awesome to hear from listeners what you like about the show, what you'd like to hear more of. I've got my sweet water uh water bottle here because there are entrepreneurs in Indiana like Sweetwater, the founder and CEO of Sweetwater that we're trying to get on the The show. the Innovation at Sweetwater is
2: off the chain. It is insane. Just tease it. Just tease it. We're not gonna we're not gonna 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 get
1: going on. But I I hope we can do some amazing things for our listeners of Get In and do some really cool get in activations at Rally. I think there's a lot of just kind of stuff on the ground that we'll be gonna be able to do and um hope we can talk to our listeners at Rally as well. Well
2: one Fun more. Use. I just have to mention one more thing, real quick. <laughs> all right, let's there. The other exciting thing is that we didn't have. We didn't think this would happen until like three years into it. But uh, you know, just like down in South by Southwest, you have these houses that pop up, right? So like already in year one, Midwest house is coming. Yeah. They are all over it. They they were putting together an awesome been doing house. That at
1: South by for a couple years yeah. now.
2: Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And so they've, uh, they've they're taking over the co hatch yes. space and 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 launching a, a bunch of folks are literally lining up buses from other cities oh, to come in. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be And sweet. then there's three other conferences that are holding their annual summits or annual meetings or their actual conference within Rally, still keeping their brand names, right? But you've got Indie Women in Tech. You've got the Indian Technology Technology Innovation Association, ITIA, and then Generator, their ag uh, conference nice. that's over in Illinois. They brought that over to, to yes. Indianapolis to Rally. And that's what we want to happen in the future. Like if you have a conference or an annual summit that you're doing and you typically attract 100, 300, 500 people or even 1,000 people, whatever it is, Rally is built for every big tent, open concept, open source code. Yeah. I like to think about yeah. it, right? Yes. That's when why open, we did our awards with it. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's open. So why come why on do in? that
1: separately if, yeah. if we're going to have a group of thousands of people? That's right. Mm-hmm. It adds
0: more value for everybody. Yep. Well, if anyone wants to make an Indiana house, I'm down to uh, make that happen. I got to outspot and broad ripple. We'll, we'll spin up the Indiana house for Rally. I like it. Let's go. There we go. And the final thing, Matt talked about listener activation. Toph had an amazing idea today that we are gonna, we're going to open up. So as you can see, if you are watching at home, Toph and I are rocking some, I've some, oh got my powder keg tea on, he's got his demand jump tea on. If you want your business, your company, to have a little bit of presence in, on the Get End Show, if you send us three large t-shirts, we will wear your startup tee on an episode and we'll give a little 30-second pitch about you, what your company does, who you are. So a way to get the community plugged in. You don't have to be from Indiana. You could be from anywhere. Anyone out there listening, if you send three larges to 16 Tech in Indianapolis, we will wear them on the show. Attention powder keg. Attention right? powder so keg, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or Nate, yep, send them to Nate. If you need extra details, hit me up on LinkedIn. But three larges, we'll wear them on the show. We'll give you a little 30 second to a minute shout out. And we want to learn, know who's listening and we want to learn about these innovative tech companies. And yeah, I love it. that's a wrap. Gentlemen, this was an, a spectacular episode. I'm pumped for Rally. Excited to talk about failure, momentum, and everything building a networking community. I think that this was really impactful for listeners and I'm excited to get in at Rally.
1: Awesome. Let's do it. This has been Get In, a Powder Kick production in partnership with Elevate Ventures. And we wanna hear from you. If you have suggestions for our guest or segment, reach out to Matt or Nate on LinkedIn or on email. To discover top tier tech companies outside of Silicon Valley, in hubs like Indiana, check out our newsletter at powderkeg.com newsletter. And to apply for membership to the Powderkeg executive community, check out powderkeg.com slash premium. We'll catch you next time and next week as we continue to help the world get in. Since you just listened to this podcast, you might be thinking about starting one for your company. Lucky for you, our partners over at Casted have you covered. Casted is the first and only podcast and video marketing platform made specifically for B2B brands. I love this about them. The platform makes it possible to publish, syndicate, amplify, and measure the value of your podcast and video content. In fact, we use it for our podcast here at Powderkeg. And if you're a startup, you should listen up because Casted for startups is definitely for you. They are offering exclusive deep discounts of up to 82% off retail price for qualifying startups. Connect with Casted at casted.us slash powderkeg.